Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. The Halloween month of Spooktober comes to a head for our second annual Spooktacular. Happy Halloween, Normies. Spontaneous recurrent psychokinesis. I think you really know what's happening. Oh, for God's sake, Tom, open up, please! My little brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. I was called it the shining. He was find the book, brew the potion, and suck the lies out of the children of Salem before sunrise. Otherwise, it's curtains. Welcome back. It's Normies Like Us. That's right. We're back to finish up the Spooktober month. This is the second annual Spooktacular. I am your host, Mike. Oh, it's got to be Spooky Colin. <laughs> oh, you cut off Spooky Jacob. I'll be frightening Joe. <laughs> Uh, yes, I am uh, creepy, Jacob. I guess I don't know. <laughs> no, it's gotta oh, be. No. You can still be spooky for <laughs> the Spooktober guys. For months. the spooktacular of Spooktober, we should say we all gotta be spooky. We're, it's the spooky hosts of Normies Like Us. That's right. That's We're spooky, all very spooky. spooky. That's right. So coming up, I mean, Halloween is this week as of releasing this. You know, you guys, I want to ask you, do you have any plans for Halloween? I know uh, we got some big uh, October fans. That's why we do this every month. Uh, Joe, you got any plans for Halloween? Uh, Halloween night, I'll be at a local bar called the Chimney Sweep, hanging out, having a couple drinks. What about you guys? Now people can geocache you. Oh, Uh, yeah, do it. (laughs) Come buy me a drink. (laughs) And Joe, you will be doing the scrubs. You'll be dressing up as the three little pigs, correct? Looking for your yeah, third little I'll, pig. I'll be I'll be calling you the the day of being like, all right, I got these two masks. We're going to this bar tonight. One of my favorites you guys have done was the uh, the Ninja Turtles with a pizza. That's a that's a classic photo. So I, I was not in LA at that time, but I would have Casey Jones you guys as we said last year. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. That was I told one. you. I told you when we did that episode, I had the bat sense, the <laughs> spider tingle in my mind. I was like, Mike, it would be the Casey Jones to us. And Normies, if you didn't listen to that episode, Mike revealed, yeah, I've been Casey Jones before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, multiple times. So, you know, crumpet. Crumpet, <laughs> <laughs> what's good, that? That's a good one. Cricket, you got to know what a crumpet is to play cricket. Cricket, yep. Oh, man, classic stuff. Well, so this is going to be a little bit different kind of episode, right? We're just going to be kind of chatting uh, general spookiness, kind of recapping our Octobers. And then, like we said, we kind of talked some plans. But I didn't get uh, to hear from Colin or Jacob uh, about those plans. Now, you know, it's the one weird time. And I want to know from you guys, too, like... If I hit that age, like, is it over? I, I don't have Halloween plans. I, I don't have plans to dress up. I don't have plans to do anything. I might unintentionally, just because of my wardrobe, go as Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. <laughs> but uh, outside <laughs> of that, you know, like, I've got nothing in my pocket. You guys? Jacob? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, you guys probably know that you guys are all big Halloween fans. I'm kind of like the Halloween uh, Scrooge in that, like, I'm not Halloween a huge- Grinch. Yeah, no, I'm Scrooge. the Halloween Grinch <laughs> because I'm not a huge Halloween. I've never really been that big into Halloween. Like I like horror movies and stuff, but and I get in the spirit with you guys, but I've just never been like that diehard about it. And so when it comes to like costume parties and stuff like that, I always tend to be like, oh, I don't want to get a costume. You know, I got to pay money. You're only going to wear it once and everything. But like, yeah, I'm supposed to go to a, oh, hold a on, costume hold on. party. This yeah. from the guy who put on a cop's badge and said he's true detective. You're telling me you don't go all out on it? I yeah, but a detective. couple of years ago, he was also David Bowie in full Ziggy Stardust. Maybe. Yes, oh, the yeah. fucking coolest costume I've ever seen. Ago. So yes, yeah. I don't want to hear it. But tell us, so I'm sorry, you're going to a costume party. 
Yeah. Well, that was in college. So that was many years ago. I mean, I'm 45, so, uh, but <laughs> that's um, canon. Yeah, yeah, that's canon to, readers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to be going to a, a Halloween party and it's a costume party on Saturday night, uh, which would be three days ago as of the release of this video. But, um, <laughs> really dating I, us. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have a costume. I, you know, I didn't have time to go out and buy Who's got the, who's got the time. Who's got the money. Who's got who's the got motivation, the time? you know? So I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, do I just show up to a costume party with no costume? And then I'm like the one loser, not Lame. wearing a costume. I'll tell you, dude, Halloween night. It's a Thursday night. We are, we're all going to the chimney sweep. That's what I've decided. <laughs> well, I think I will go as a uh, well-adjusted adult. That will be my costume. I hope right. I can uh, pull it off. Well, no I, such thing. Yeah, I would, <laughs> that would definitely be a costume for me because I am definitely not that in real life. So, No, we found the so arc we'll of see. the episode here, guys. By the end, we will figure out what Jacob is going to wear to this costume party. And just because yeah. we referenced it real quick, did you like guys that. know there is a Grinch Halloween special called uh, Hall- Grinch's Halloween or Halloween is Grinch Night, I believe it was called? Huh. I did not no, know I that. did not know that. <laughs> Terrible. It, it feels like a Nightmare Before Christmas derivative, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Well, Colin, if you have any ideas, let me know. I, I prefer, you know, low maintenance, low cost, hopefully. Shaun of the Dead is always an easy one. A red shirt with a true spot of red on you. Yeah, true detective. True. Just bring, bring true back, detective man. back. Yeah. <laughs> you got a little mustache going. I have also like a costume party coming up, but I just got back from a trip. I was overseas uh, in Korea and Hong Kong. So like I haven't had time to get a costume or anything. Uh, jet lagged will be my, my, my gimmick. Fighting for our freedoms, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, like we said, this is going to be kind of a general talk about spooky stuff, Halloween stuff. We got it out of the way. What are the plans for Halloween? But, you know, as far as the month itself, what have we been up to? I say we jump right into it. and Let's just kind of go around and we'll just chat uh, what's been interesting us in the spooky realm of Spooktober. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 That will be the drop. I do. I do like that movie. Yeah, I like that his dog's name Zero. He doesn't get enough love. Why doesn't anybody reference that dog? Yeah. I saw a Zero costume that was pretty cool. Like they just put the sheet over their dog with a little on a dog. Oh. That's it was cool. cute. <laughs> you know, Hopefully the dog gets, liked uh, it. Put a sheet on Lucy. gets hyped up a lot by, by certain people, but I think it really holds up, you know? Hot topic. Well, but hot debate. Is it, uh, and I guess we're just live on this one, but is it, uh, yeah. is it a Halloween or is it a Christmas? It's a Christmas. It's, yeah, the it's moral both. is Christmas. It's, yeah, it's Christmas, but you can also watch it in Halloween time if you want. Same thing with Gremlins. Yep. Oh, yep. I was about to say, Thanks. what other movie does that, Joe? How dare you beat me to it? Can I ask a Gremlins question real quick, and then we'll stay yes. on Halloween? <laughs> snow is water. A Gremlins question. A Gremlin question, because snow is water. Why are they not just reproducing like crazy in oh, the snow? Oh, Mike, they should because be exploding. once they're gremlins, once they're gremlins, they don't reproduce. It's only no. They jump in a pool. Do. Oh, they do. Yeah. I don't know. You just out logic me. He does. He does. Sorry, I really like um, Gremlins, but well, anyway, I really like Gremlins in the air. So. 
Well, it's uh, the whole thing in Gremlins 2 when they're like, well, what if they're on an airplane and they eat something and it crosses the dateline and then it's midnight? And <laughs> oh, it's like, Mike, right, I was Gremlins about to raise this to you. I was going to say, I love Gremlins, and here's my argument for Mogwais. Don't do that. I bet they've got magnets inside them that tell them what time zone they're in. Oh, oh magnets, huh? Magnets. <laughs> Maybe there's a, something with the pH of the water. Because how do you yeah, get exactly. more Mogwais? How do you get more Mogwais? That's the real question. Well, good ones, not mean ones. Anyway, it's Halloween time, guys. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, you could watch it for both, but it's definitely a Christmas movie. But it holds up is my point. Like, pe- yeah. I mean, a lot of people, you know, love it so much being like they base their whole kind of like identity around it, but it's a good movie and it really holds up. So it's rated Colin. You had a thought on this? I do. Uh, not a thought about this, but I just want to ask you, Mike, mm. as a guy who just got back from out of the country, uh, oh, you know, yeah. you hear that, uh, in America that we really do it up and Halloween is crazy here. What's it like overseas? I mean, I didn't really see any, there was not really a ton of Halloween decorations or anything like in the dollar store, you know, it really would seem like it was kind of a, at least in Korea and Hong Kong, there wasn't much ado about it. Um, I know that Jacob, if I can throw this his way, you spent Halloween in Japan. What was that like? Yes. uh, Two years ago, uh, I was in Tokyo over Halloween and I was going to say, it is pretty nuts there. I mean, um, (laughs) yeah, they love Halloween. And I mean, the tourists in Tokyo love it too, but like, it's a big, uh, it's a big party thing for them. I mean, like we went out, um, both on Saturday of Halloween week and on actual Halloween. And it was like crazy both nights. And there was just people in the streets, just drinking, partying. Costumes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ton of costumes. I had two different, that was probably the most Halloweeny I've actually, you know, been in a while because I had two different costumes for two different nights. And uh, I had wow. a Kigurama. Damn. Uh, a Kigurumi, yeah. yeah. yeah whoa, yeah, whoa, Kigurumi. well, hold on, hold on. Stop us there. What's that? What's uh, that? Uh-huh. Chupacabra? So that's like a, it's like a fursuit, basically. I was a fur. It's not a fur. Oh, Joe's right. Persona. They're like the, those big pajamas that yeah, look like yeah. a dog. But it's it's You can get them like as different animals. So yeah. like uh, mine was oh, actually hold on, a narwhal. Hold on. So Japanese like a narwhal. werewolf. Oh, wait. Japanese werewhole, you're saying? Where whale? <laughs> yeah, so I was a I was a, a, I had a I had a kigu one night, and then I uh, was a vampire, and I had uh, contacts. I had colored contacts, and I had fake fangs, and I went all out, you know. Wow. Uh, but it was a great time, you know. We just went clubbing, and we're just out in the streets, getting meeting new people in Japan, and it, it, it's it's nuts. Yeah, it's a real good time, actually. Tricks and treats. That sounds right. awesome. Well, kind of sounds awesome. like the Hollywood, the the famous Hollywood Halloween parade, the it's just a one, bunch yeah. of people. You guys yeah, ever gone yeah. to that as no, a LA boys? I've not either. It's too much uh, traffic to get over there. Too much of a headache. The Ubers are outrageous. So mm. I, I know it's a big yeah. thing, but I'm not trying to uh, deal with all that noise. I like to just watch a spooky movie at home, if anything, and uh, have a costume for multiple uses. Right? Like Jacob yeah. said. Yeah. I can't justify having an outfit that I'll wear once. But Ooh. if you're ever in Japan over Halloween, I mean. You got to do it up. And, and we were all out all night, you know, just partying. That was that was a crazy time. There you go. Well, let me ask you this, because Mike just brought up spooky movies at home. Guys, we, we checked in last year on my uh, Halloween Spooktober challenge. Watch a horror movie every day. I, I got to ask you guys, you know, I'll go around. Jacob, Joe, Mike, have you guys been catching up with a horror movie a day? Joe. Uh, so not a horror movie a day. We did something a little different this year. I kicked off October with a trip to New York for New York Comic Con. Did a bunch hey. of fun stuff while I was there for work. Interviewed uh, Kane, the uh, WWE superstar, and some other Shit. cool folks. 
Um, oh, that's awesome. But I, the I demon chatted. himself. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the talk about Halloween. <laughs> um, it was super cool. And then I ended up catching up with some of the folks from Shudder. Uh, scored a free month of Shudder. And that app is perfect for Halloween. There's, there's no better month to have it. So we were watching uh, all of Channel Zero, which uh, I had only seen season Ooh. one of before. It's a great anthology horror series based on creepypastas. So each season oh, cool. follows a different infamous uh, creepypasta. There's four seasons. Man, I cannot recommend it any highly. Highly. That's not a word. But highly. it is uh, <laughs> better than better than some of the best seasons of American Horror Story. Uh, wow. Um, that's going to be coming back soon too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's guys back already, yeah. Through. Yeah, last God, year we did the... Yep, and we did the whole special on American Horror Story with our little grab bag episode. Go back and listen if you want to hear thoughts about previous seasons of AHS. Yeah. yeah. And then what I wouldn't um, do to be able to say, give me promo code normies for Shutter Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. Uh, also, I cannot. It's it's so cool. They have a section called All Hail All Hail Argento, a bunch of old classic oh, Argento movies, Dario. Italian slashers. So cool. So I was showing Cassie some of those for the first time. Um, showed her Evil Dead Two for the first time. If you liked our Evil Dead episode, maybe you want to. Go back and listen to that one, Normies. And Dario Argento did a Suspiria, which just had a remake in the last couple of years. Yeah, that, that was his buzz, big so. one. Um, the first one we kicked it off with, Colin, I think it's one of your favorites, um, Inferno. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah, uh, that Inferno. That is a wild Italian movie. Yeah, dude, it was it was so great. Uh, Deep Red, another classic. That's one of my favorites. Hold on, you guys aren't talking about Mario Argento, the the famous video game maker who uh, it's somebody who made a, a Italian video <laughs> game slashers. Argento, Argento. Yeah, <laughs> Argento, Argento. Deep Bowser. That's a horror movie right there. Have you seen the Goombas? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, and then we hung out and we watched some classics like the original Halloween, uh, Night of the Living mm. Dead, some of those good ones. So yeah, I feel uh, pretty well covered this year. I, I feel like, like you got it in, job. right? Yeah. Nice. All right. How about you guys? Mike, did you happen? I mean, you're on a plane for how many hours? Are you going like, well, I'll watch The Ring and really get spooked right now? Or Red Eye. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Joe, yeah. perfect. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> um, Red Eye on the plane, no. Uh, I watched uh, a Toy Story 4. That had a spooky mannequin, oh. uh, you know, ventriloquist scene. That was a little spooky, but there wasn't a lot of horror on there for me to grab. But. Uh, after doing the Walking Dead episode and Jacob recommending it so highly to start like halfway through season nine, that's what I did. I downloaded on my phone all the episodes to watch of season nine leading into 10. So nice. I watched all of them and I'm up to ready to begin the new season. And I do like the, uh, the new direction. So, uh, thank you for the recommendation, Jacob, and go back and listen to the Walking Dead episode, Normies, because, uh, it turned me on to, uh, the series when I was off of it for, yes. for quite a while. That's, That's awesome. two of you now. I think I gotta check it out. It's well, so what do you think? Cool. You liked it, Mike? Yeah, I really like um, the Whispers as the yeah. new villains. They have a, a really good hook. That's not just another say, civilization in a town. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, they really. I mean, to me, the Whispers are more interesting than Negan ever was. Really, 
or even the governor. And I love the governor. Yeah, arc, and that's governor. when I quit watching was after that. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I recommend it. Uh, off the back of that, though, um, I would like to ask you guys, what then is the best zombie movie? Because, Joe, you mentioned you watched Night of the Living Dead, black and white, correct? Yeah. Oh, gee. All right. So, so what uh, let's go start with Colin, Jacob, Joe. What is, in your opinion, the best zombie movie? Are you guys a rage zombies? I, I always look at like Twenty Eight Days Later. Like, uh, I, I, I truly say. think I count really, all those. I think Alex Garland is maybe them, the best screenwriter, but that it's just. But you got to do the classics, don't you? Have to say Slow Romero, low, baby. That's the tempo. All right, I'll mm. say I'll I'll go with Joe. I'll say oh, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll be wild. Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> wow, that yo, is Zack wild. Snyder's best movie though, for real. You know what? I, I, 300 I might push I, for, but... I like damn. Down with the sickness! So, Jacob, best zombie movie. We have uh, one well, for... Yeah, actually, I was going to say 28 Days Later. Um, uh, yeah, is that I Danny think, Boyle? You know, fast Zombies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Danny Boyle. Um, and then there's also 28 Weeks Later, which is uh, I don't think is good. I, it's been a while since I saw that one, but... Um, yeah, yeah, it's a good movie. And then another personal favorite of mine, of course, is Shaun of the Dead. Um, you know... Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, you know. Love those guys. Classic. Got a little, have a little horror comedy, you know. Yep. And Joe. Um, so there's there's Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and then Day of the Dead. Day we don't of the count Dead, Land I, or Diary. <laughs> oh, diary I, count, oh. I count both of those, and I would argue that they're both great, but Day is my favorite. That is the real... The humans are the bad guys living in a real post-apocalyptic universe. You get Bub, some of the most iconic... Uh, Moments too. Stranger Things. They they showed. I right so right. I forgot about that. That's the one where they're underground and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like the and military the is the bad guy. Yeah. Learns to use the phone, and you know is the big hero. Oh, here's um, a wild fun fact. Um, yes. In uh, what is it? The the one right after that, where it, it came out land. in the early 2000s, but it, land. Yeah, land. Thank yeah. you. Um, Simon Pegg plays Bub the zombie in a cameo, like, if you blink, you miss it. Um, Really? Him and Nick Frost are chained up zombies to a wall, and Simon Pegg is made up to look... In the funhouse area, right? Exactly. And Simon Pegg is made up to look exactly like Bub from uh, Day of the Dead. That is awesome. That's that's an awesome fact. I'm kind of on... In your vein, Joe, I have to go with the Romeros, but I really like the original Dawn of the Dead. Tom Savini? Um, I mean, come on. It doesn't get any Come better. on. Yeah, Savini getting his guts ripped out. The biker Not gang. Not Zack Snyder's. I, mean, I like Zack Snyder's, but they have the fast zombies. But I just, that, that was the first one I saw, and it just left such an impression. So I can't, like, deny Dawn. Uh, and I think Shaun of the Dead is, like, the consummate number two. It's like, it can't be the best because it was influenced yeah. by everything, but it's such right. a solid, like, number two. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that's it for, for like on, on my trip. Nothing too spooky, but I did watch a ton of Walking Dead. So. Nice. Oh, well, uh, let me ask you this, Jacob, just real quick. Are you caught yeah. up? Are you watching season 10? Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say I, I've seen now, the, you know, the first three episodes uh, of season 10. Um, and they're all pretty good. I mean, episodes one and two are really good. Three, they get into that thing where they split off into groups of two or three, and then they cut back and forth between the different plot lines. And I, uh, I get kind of sick of that. Special. But yeah. <laughs> but one and oh, two yeah. are really good. Um, the second episode is a whispers only episode and it kind of goes into their backstory and motivation of alpha and beta and how they met and everything. Good stuff. Yeah. How um, is the new character? 
The new the ca- oh the new there's a new character yeah Thora Birch uh, is playing a new Whispers character Gamma. that's kind of yeah I guess she's called <laughs> Gamma I don't th- oh they did name her Gamma yeah in the show but um she's kind of a rising star with with Alpha like Alpha looks at her positively and she's kind of and Beta's kind of feeling challenged as like the number two now so it's a little drama between the Whispers it's kind of cool. Um, and Very all the, cool. you know, the old cast is doing good. Um, Michonne is going to be leaving this season. So she's kind of taken over the Rick role right now. So it's kind of interesting how the Rick role, Rick role. Come on, don't <laughs> yeah, but she's leaving. Doom, doom, doom. Um, yeah, I don't know if they'll kill her or maybe leave it open that she could return. Uh, but Maggie, you know, actually is returning because her show Whiskey Cavalier got canceled. So <laughs> <You're> a shocker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, Maggie should be returning. I think either this season or next season. So, Hey, you know, it's the writing. Honestly, the writing is the strongest it's been in years. So good stuff. All hail Angela Kang. Yeah. Angela Kang. She's doing Mm -hmm. great. Way better than that freaking guy, Scott Gimple, my number one enemy. Uh, But yeah, other than that, I have not really been watching horror movies. Sorry, Colin. But uh, um, there is two movies that I want to see in theaters that aren't really horror, but they're kind of maybe horror adjacent. Um, I'm talking about, you know, the Joker movie, um, not really horror, but, uh, and then also I want to see the new Bong Joon Ho. Well, hold on. Uh, Why flick. so cool looking? <laughs> the, uh, uh, Parasite, the Parasite, um, right. the new one by Bong Joon Ho, which has gotten great reviews and that's not really horror either, but it's maybe more of a social thriller type of thing. So really yeah. looking forward to seeing those in theaters. We were um, in Busan during the Busan International Film Festival, and we wanted to catch a screening of Parasite, but they were sold out. So, uh, yeah, uh, I was well, trying to catch it. Yeah, it's only just come into theaters in the U.S. in the past, I think, two weeks ago. It started, it started in like three theaters, uh, but it's now it's playing in like in the Arclight Sherman Oaks. So I think I might go check it out there. Um, Geocache. <laughs> yeah. And then other than that, you want to meet me at the chimney sweep afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I've just been watching at home. I've just been watching a lot of succession, not really a horror, but you know, it's about the horrors of uh, class struggle in America, you know, all these fucking all rich right. people. All these I prefer stretches. the fictional horrors. <laughs> Colin, I see an extensive list and you're, you do the 31 day challenge. Did you complete it this year? I'm close. I'm close since we're not there, but I have maintained right. one a day. Uh, and I've been loving it. I'll, I'll do a weird shout out. Um, I watched, uh, you know, I don't do a lot of foreign films, even though we just talked about Italian cinema for a bit. Uh, and Mike, uh, did you take a train to Basan? Speaking of zombies. <laughs> oh, I absolutely oh. did. We have been really zombieing it up. <laughs> we absolutely have been a little uh, zombieing it up. Uh, I got texts from my brother that he watched <laughs> that recently. And I was like, wow, that's super cool. And Joe, I think that's pretty much on Shutter exclusively with that one shot of the dead or whatever that they're doing too. Yep. Oh, they have, they have so much, man. Like, again, that app. Oh, please sponsor this so I can have it year please. round. <laughs> but hold on. Well, let me mention, jump back to uh, yeah, Jacob yeah. real quick because I'll, I'll throw uh-huh. it to you. And not to hijack this podcast, but when, when we were putting the notes together for this episode, you seemed a little apprehensive to put Watchmen on the list, HBO's Watchmen TV series. Oh, right. Wouldn't you say people in mass, this is the season to talk <laughs> about it, baby? Like, this is the only time. True, true. Yeah, I mean, I know Colin and I have seen the first episode. I don't know if you other guys have seen it yet. I've not uh, watched it yet. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have mixed feelings about it. Give me your intense uh, takes because you texted these <laughs> and I almost dropped my jaw completely. So, so wrap me up. Really? Yeah. 
Oh, I mean, I guess my problem with it is that, um, well, I don't know where it's going yet. Cause I feel like a lot of stuff is going to be revealed later in the season, but in the first episode, at least it feels a little like, so, you know, the, the, the cops are the heroes, right. And there's this, this white supremacist gang that's, that's influenced by Rorschach, blah, blah, blah. Um, the problem I have with it, right. Is that, well, first of all, if, if a white supremacist gang actually did rise up in America, I don't think they would be going after cops, you know, because a lot of cops are actually into that, you know, same sort of thing. I mean, you know, Rage Against the Machine, you know, some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses, right? So, you know, that's that's Ooh. real shit. So parade. I just feel like it's a little, it, it's a little um, pro-cop for my liking. Not that, you know, cops are bad or anything, but... It's, no, it you just could seems say a, it. <laughs> Oh no. It 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 seems a little tone deaf or it's it, it almost feels like it was written by a you know like a never Trump Republican who's like An See, apologist. If we don't have, Yeah, like because basically the whole thing is like there's strict gun control, so they have to like get clearance to release their guns from these locks to actually use them. But all the cops wear masks to protect their identity from these the white supremacists. But like it almost feels like it was written by someone who's like, see if we, if we, if we had stricter gun control, then, you know, this will happen. But it's like, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm waiting to see where it goes. Cause I think some more stuff will be revealed about the cops and like Don Johnson's character in particular, but I'd say you're a hundred percent right about that. I mean, like I haven't watched mm. it, but the one thing about Watchmen is it turns politics on its head, right? Like right. you had a bunch of people when Watchmen came out rooting for Warshak, not realizing right. that he was a parody of, of, of that type yeah. of hero. And actually so. Alan Moore has some great quotes about, you know, Rorschach. And like, if you like Rorschach, then like you're, you know, an idiot I will put a spell on point. you. If you even say my name again, Jacob, <laughs> I did not license to be mentioned on this podcast. I could oh, feel no, one of my rings again. vibrate the moment you said my name. And now I will disappear in a puff of smoke. Yeah. Yeah. We need to are coming for you. Yeah. But my <laughs> God, thing is like, so, with a Harry Potter spell. <laughs> if so, if a, if an, you know, an alt-right gang rose up in America, would you really want the cops to also be going around in masks and hiding but you their identity? Think, no, this, that's terrifying. This is an America that comes off the, uh, the events of the original Watchmen. So that right, America right. is not this America. Right. Well, but it's, it seems a little authoritarian police state for, for my liking. Oh, I hear you. But I feel like that's probably going to be flipped with. Reason. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking they will. And with what happens with Don Johnson, no spoilers or anything, but it's it really there's a there's a kind of a twist at the end. So I'm, I'm, I'm staying on board and I'm still going to watch it. And also, I want to say the cast is great. Production value looks good. Score is amazing. Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, always great. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, so your political so far, point is kind of what shocked me, though, Jacob. Just to jump in, because I, I would argue exactly what Joe's arguing. The point of Watchmen was because you called them heroes; they're the protagonists. The whole point of Watchmen was yeah. superheroes aren't good, and this stars cops that probably aren't good too. And I think exactly what Joe said. We'll see that by the end of the season. Yeah, so I think I have to reserve my judgment, but I mean, it definitely seemed like they're painting the the uh, cops in a very positive light in the first episode. Everyone I've but talked to has hated it, flipped. so I think you're really? in the norm. Yeah, it's very Everything charged you guys up. have said, um, I mean, that's the reason, like, I'm waiting three or four episodes to binge into it, uh, because I, I was worried I would have the same frustrations or uh, feelings that you're having, Jacob. Right. But yeah, it almost feels like, I mean, um, you know, it was written to be kind of politically 
relevant, but also it's not really making a strong point about anything. I mean, it's only been one episode. Yeah. Like it's being kind of almost edgy for the sake of being like controversial, but not really making a a solid point out of it. Again, it's only been one episode, so I don't want to judge it too much. See what it turns into. But you know, TikTok, I guess we'll, we'll see. Oh, there you go. It's coming from one of the creators of uh, the leftovers, which is also a really tenuous show. Yeah. These are and like the whole you know, Lindelof, like, um, you know, setting up mysteries that never get resolved. Like, I'm hoping it doesn't do that. What are you talking That's about? Nice I understand help. Prometheus so well. I understand who the, <laughs> the engineers were, the space jockeys. Like, it all makes sense. <laughs> and another thing, you know, Rorschach, he was like a fascist, but he wasn't like a white supremacist. So it's kind of weird that. These, but I mean, maybe they're kind of perverting his original message. But well, yeah, Guy Fox tried to blow up a building. Everybody wears Guy Fox masks. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it, right. your yeah. message gets he was perverted. There is Let's some really cool forget. world building. Like it doesn't hold your hand with the world building. Like it kind of reveals stuff slowly and you're like, oh, that's what that means. And it doesn't really spell anything out for you. So I do like that aspect of it. Oh, um, yeah. So I'll, to I'll to argue against binging, Joe, I've watched the pilot twice now. I would argue it's super rewatchable just because it's so detailed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So Colin, you liked it overall though? I liked it a lot the second time because I think that, like you said, the mystery elements are obviously what's going to be the most interesting aspect of the show going forward. So having watched it and been like, well, now I guess I got to look again at what I think might add up to the mystery is appealing to me as a scavenger hunt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll keep watching. I think, uh, it could lead somewhere good. I'll stay on board. All right. Well, I got a, I got some trick-or-treaters at my door. Let me go scare them off real quick, and we'll come back on the other side of this, and we'll talk some more Halloween. Trick-or-treat. There was just this flaming paper bag, and I tried to stomp it out of my boot, and there was a dog turd in it. There's no kids out there. I fell for it again. Halloween is the worst. Sorry, Mike, that was actually me. I ran out and did that real quick. Oh, man. Just you wait till you're at the Arclight by Sherman. Actually, no, let's not threaten movie theaters. We're back for Halloween, everybody. (laughs) Getting edgy. Uh, Colin, I wanted to jump in because you do do your your one horror movie a day, and I want to know what are some of the highlights that you've seen. I see uh, one to bring up initially is it chapter two because i love chapter one and i have not gotten a chance to see this just because i was traveling and never really found the right timing do you feel my solemn grim energy right now mike (laughs) as i just suck it out of this podcast with my anger seething and raging through it's uh, it's chapter two boy what a letdown guys really that's that's what i've heard yeah Yeah, I'll tie it to a huge rant here, guys, before I get to the specifics of that. Uh, Last year for October films released in theaters, it was the huge blockbuster release, right? I mean, the highest grossing R-rated film until Joker now, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So here we are. It's October again. It's massive. It Chapter 2 is the big blockbuster of summer. Then you got to go out to the streaming services. What does Netflix sort of put out? They put out In the Tall Grass, an adaptation of Stephen King. What is Hulu ready to launch? 
Castle Rock, their Castle their Rock. show made up about uh, Stephen King, right? I see where Stephen you're going. King Universe. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Joe, what's what's going on in Shutter right now? We're getting Creep Show. Uh, are they adapting a little uh, short story called Gray Matter from Stephen Gray King Matter, as well? Yeah. Yeah. So, wow, that's we've everything. hit the peak, guys. We've we've settled well, what, into the Stephen. There's King another world Stephen here. King. Too. And we did a whole episode last year, so go listen to that and, because and we Mike, were ahead of the curve. But I was effusive in my praise of the King of Horror. Now we're on this other side where, like, like look, the big film coming up this year and, like, in, what, a couple days, uh, guys, is is Doctor Sleep, the, the sequel Sleep. to The Shining. I mean, that's the a Shining. huge... I mean, come on! But hasn't there they, always been like a lot of Stephen King adaptations going back to like the 80s yes, and 90s. But the success of a post Pennywise world. Thank you. Well, well, Joe, mm. you're talking about the we big release Cemetery of last too. year was Pet Cemetery, and it failed and bombed and everybody goes, no, 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 keep moving. Did any of you guys watch any of these ones I listed in the Tallgrass? Anything, guys? I I, in, in the, the Tallgrass no. really snuck up on me, man. I have not watched it yet, but I, I watched it the trailer the tall and I was grass. like, oh, I didn't hear anything about this. It was like a fucking Pokemon. It's a stupid. <laughs> oh, Netflix the outsider. Movie. The outsider is another one that I just saw a trailer for, and it's a uh, Stephen King adaptation with Jason Bateman. And guess what, uh, Jacob? Show. If we're talking about books, if we're talking about Stephen King books, The Institute is a book that he released earlier this year for 2019. Guess what his 2018 book was? The Outsider. So guess how quickly really? these yeah. fucking things are getting adapted at this point, guys? Wow, that's that is crazy. It, the deal was I probably mean, written before the book even came out. And that's going to be on there, HBO. Yeah. Jurassic Park was the same case. The rights were secured before the book was finished. So yeah. I mean, not that happens unprecedented. All the time. Yeah. That's seven um, foot tall Michael Crichton on cocaine being like, hey, guys, I've got an idea about dinosaurs. <laughs> remember Jaws with a T-Rex? Steven Spielberg's like, I'll buy it. Yeah, I'll do it right now. Yeah. So well, that Outsider show, know. that's coming out on HBO. And I saw a trailer for it, and I was like, oh, this looks interesting. And I was like, oh, it's based on Stephen King. Well, okay. Shocker. It isn't. And I, I mean, think they really so, kicked the Stephen King stuff uh, into maximum overdrive. Oh, would you guys oh, say we're hey. at 11 now? Oh, how dare you? Hey. Uh, I mean, truly, it's like, I, here's what I would say. Because you guys are like, so what? You love Stephen King. This should be great. Yes. But we, if this is, the, this is the same argument people have with Marvel and Disney, where they're like, well, they own the entire market. If we are oversaturated with one creative mind who's a singular vision, what's the point? What's the point of any of it? I'm, I'm with you on the oversaturation. I'm not a fan of it in any case. I mean, we were talking a lot about zombies. I think we reached that peak, uh, but somehow The Walking Dead is kind of giving new blood into that in the new season. But Totally. In a show like Stranger Things, anything. Mike, that's, that's like a Stephen King yeah. show where I'm like, but it's original. That's what's so cool about it. And now it's just everything. Like I said, Pet Cemetery. maybe sometimes dead is better. Did we need that, you know? <laughs> maybe True. that's Stephen King adaptations. Maybe dead is better. Yeah, maybe yeah. Oh, and also on off. the subject of uh, zombies being passe now, the, you know, there's a new sequel to, um, what's it called? With, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Zombieland, yeah, about, you know, 10 years too late. 10 right? but, years yeah. too late, Jacob. Can you well, believe speaking that? Of 10 how about 30 years too late i say we should get a hit or shit on uh the shining 2 uh Ooh, I now love it's that. a good time right but it stars what? your favorite actor mike oh your number one. one favorite actor my number one favorite actor being ewan mcgregor 
Obi-Wan Kenobi will get Obi-Wan Cascardi in this film <laughs> that is a sequel to The Shining and a book. But did you guys know that it's Mike Flanagan? So it is the director of Oculus. It is the guy who did uh, The Haunting of Hill House as well. And and he's just a guy who works a lot with Stephen King. He did Gerald's Game the for Netflix, which was considered oh, unadaptable right. for a long time. Uh, I got I got high hopes for this. I think it's going to be a weird hit. I mean, I think it's one of those ones that it seems like it's never going to work, and that's why it's going to work. Yeah, maybe it's something like, yeah, like The Exorcist 3, where like it just kind of does work <laughs> because no one's expecting it and doesn't really know what to expect of it. I maybe. love that you love that movie, Mike. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> the thing I worry about is, are they going to explain the mystery of The Shining too much? Like, I already see in the trailer, he's like, uh, you know, talking about it, you know, the shining. He's like, I call it the shining, blah, blah, blah. And there's like another little girl that has it or whatever. I just yeah, worry about the they're explain the mythos too much. I never read the book, but I like the the Kubrick movie because it doesn't doesn't kind of explain too much, you know. But I and do think shouldn't some of the it be a sequel really to cool. the book? But it seems like it's a sequel to the Kubrick movie, Jacob. Right. Yeah, right. it'll be weird. I think it'll be really weird, but I do think it's gonna be a hit. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward. I think some of the imagery in the trailer looks really cool. Did you guys know uh, this? Like- he got unprecedented access to from Kubrick's widow to Kubrick's original blueprints of his own Overlook Hotel so that he could recreate the sound stages for this film. That's awesome. Wow. That's, that's awesome. That's super cool. I just uh I don't know, is the director going to be torturing the lead actress uh, to get better performances? I don't know, man. We'll have to see. Right. Here's Jack. Oh, man. Those, when you see Jack Nicholson warming up for those Here's Johnny takes, oh, man, it's terrifying. I would not want to be Losing in Losing his man. mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got, a great, got a great movie out of it, though. Yeah, so I hope it's good. And if you like The Shining, check out Room 354, the documentary that goes into different uh, theories about the Shining. Really good documentary if you haven't seen it. Awesome. Yeah, it's cool. We got a little Stephen King corner, although we're maybe concerned about saturation. It seems like we're optimistic about uh, about uh, the new film here, though. So We'll see. I did enjoy the uh, cycle of the werewolf. So, I mean, that was my first little short story. So, go back to the werewolf episode uh, earlier this month. It was a lot of fun. I'll throw it to again, his writing. Guys, it's 2019. He's on like over 100 books now. Uh, this film, uh, film, this book, The Institute, is pretty cool. It's like a throwback to his The Shop books, like Firestarter, which is more like CIA oriented. It's about kids who have TK, telekinesis. So, mm. Okay, a little TK. Kind of Stranger Thingsy. Oh, All right, so that's kind of. I dare you to tweet at him, Ooh. you're inspired by Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, um, Kanye West and Paul McCartney. Like, I don't know who Paul McCartney is, but he's going to get really famous <laughs> thanks to Kanye. Um, so that's the Stephen King corner of kind of what's been going on here. Um, what about um, sort of like these other things that you have listed here? I'm looking at. Um, I'll, I'll jump in just for some jump. comic recommendations uh, for this Halloween. Um, Action Boys podcast, the podcast I'm always pitching to this community and you guys as well. Covered mm-hmm. Lost Boys. Uh, was Lost Boys a big movie in your guys' past? I not, not huge, but a little bit. I love Lost Boys. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland, Mike. super cool vampire guy. I think it's because Michael, you're Michael. one of us now. Michael, yeah. um, you're one of us. 
It's Pete Corey Feldman. They're just comic book nerds who know everything they know about vampire hunting from Hell comic books. Yes. No one believes them. And that last scene when they're sieging the house and like even when they're getting prepared, and they just run into the church and fill up canteens of holy water. I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Hey, like, remember, so- every vamp dies different. They explode. They <laughs> implode. Some of them turn to goo. Oh, man, it's so great. And they're eating like maggots. I think I, I love Lost Boys. So uh, dope theme song, too. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I love it. Not huge on my radar growing up, guys. I was much more okay. of a, like we said on the Werewolves episode towards that, blah, blah, blah. Probably more Silver Bullet if I was going Corey Haim. So <laughs> to, oh, to be okay. true, right? Um, yeah, they're Corey. But uh, I, I recommended it because, you know, the, the episode went so deep into it. It was fascinating. I learned that Joel Schumacher had a proposed script for a sequel called Lost Girls. Went to my local comic book store, happened to find that they have an adaptation trade paperback of this, picked it up, it's fucking great. And Joe, like you mentioned in our last episode, the Evil Dead episode, which I happen to be listening to while reading it, you say a brilliant quote in the comic book section uh, talking about Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. I love a comic book that's based on a failed screenplay. I just thought this oh, is yeah, exactly what this man. is. It's so perfect. Yeah. Um, while we're throwing out comic book recommendations, last year I put together a list for one of the sites that I write for uh, for the top 10 comic books for Halloween to check out. Uh, one of those I want to mention is Baby Teeth. It's kind of like uh, Rosemary's Baby meets uh, Juno. So it's like a family on the run with a demonic baby antichrist story. But it was written by Donny Cates who is now blowing up in Marvel for the absolute carnage stuff that's going on. Oh, very cool. So go back and check that one out. It's super cool. Also, uh, Ice Cream Man, which is a really creepy. Oh, I just looked that up, Joe. Yeah, dude, that is each episode's different. Uh, They're all tied together by the Ice Cream Man in a spooky town. It's uh, very much in the vein of like Creepshow or Twilight Zone or any one of those like anthology series kind of pulpy book. Uh, and that has a deal in the works, too. So expect to see that on some streaming service soon. Oh, I did not know that. Kind of reminds me of uh, like the clown from Spawn Comics, you know? You go around in his truck, and that's like the really violator? dark stuff. Very the Violator? What is his the name? Violator. The Violator. The Violator. And then uh, that's going to be getting a, a reboot or an adaptation soon, right? Spawn's oh, yeah, coming back McFarlane. out. Yeah, with well, That's we'll right. see. We'll see. I know they're hitting some bumps, guys. And yeah, Blumhouse 10 is years not giving him the budget he wants. Yeah. Well, and they're not giving him like all the creative control he wants. Yeah. Like we'll we'll see if it ever actually happens. But hey, man, it's cool stuff. Yeah, and yeah. it's like in the vein of spooky, you know for sure. Oh yeah, I'll tell you all on right. my list for ones that I watched this year. Just speaking of Blumhouse, I did that Happy Death Day to You again, which hit HBO. I love that first one. And guys, mm. you're talking about why aren't they giving Spawn like a, a bunch of money to make a superhero movie? Because they make their money off of these Happy Death Days that cost them ten dollars and make a million dollars. Yeah, and there's I yeah, there's competition for superhero movies like. Yeah, I like I liked um, Happy De- Death Day one. I haven't seen the new one yet. I heard. Oh, you would love the sequel, it, Jacob. Oh, really? No, it's so funny. It's crazy good. I have to I have to check that out for sure. Hey, jumping back uh, to Lost there's Boys, like a Groundhog Day type story. I'm always yeah. in. I'm always into that kind of thing. <laughs> I was just gonna say, movie. Jacob, 
Jumping back to Lost Boys while I'm looking and uh, thinking at you about this costume for Halloween, and you got that vampire stuff. Are you dying that hair back blonde, and are you going as Kiefer Sutherland? He's got this. He's got <laughs> oh, the original please. side shave, guys. The top, oh. the top mullet. Yeah. Does he have blonde hair? Yeah, yeah you got to blonde it up. Oh. Got a sick earring. Yeah, Just, new leather jacket. Get those fangs. Get those. Uh, get those <laughs> contacts back in. If you got them, man, you'd be vamping yeah. it. Get a leather jacket on, yeah, and you you're, you just go, Michael. <laughs> yeah, call me up, and we'll get a takeout Chinese food container with a bunch of fake oh. maggots, and you're ready to go. Cassie and I are doing Angel and Buffy for one of our costumes. What? So vampire buddies. So jealous. Cool. That's really cool, man. That's a good one. Mike, or I'm sorry, Mike, Joe, in my quest for watching uh, weird Halloween stuff, you know, I'll I'll throw on, do you guys just have a a favorite Halloween TV episode while we're thinking, you know, just like weird themed ones? I watched a last season of, a season of Angel episode, Joe, where the green guy can't sleep and it's a Halloween party and he's like manipulating people. It's great. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of my favorites because Halloween is such a big event for all the the ghouls and goblins, right? And he's trying to throw this party, and Wolfram his psyche and gets the better of him. Yeah, um, there is a supernatural. I think it's season four. The whole episode is in black and white. The villain is oh, a yeah. shapeshifter, but they shift into all of the classic Universal monsters. Um, so it is a ton of fun for old school horror fans. Shot in black and white. Looks great. Ton yeah, of that great one's jokes. a classic. Um, I want to shout out just the Halloween Town specials. And also Whoa, the Goosebumps my. Haunted Mask episode. Calibre's oh, Revenge. too scary, too scary, too scary. The Haunted Mask was scary as a kid. I don't know if you remember. I think oh, that's a oh, very I, scary I looked episode. away from the screen as a kid. Yeah, easily. No way. When she can't take it off, it's like, man. Yeah, Shout out to Goosebumps. R.L. Stein, oh, get Goosebumps. it. Great Goosebumps, stuff. we're seeing a revival. Are You Afraid of the Dark is coming back. I mean, people people love scary stuff. Oh, there's a, just a movie, uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark movie. Ooh, you're awful. right. Oh, yeah. Let me ask you guys this, because we saw a little news on the Disney Plus front where they were like, oh, maybe a Hocus Pocus sequel. How important was Hocus Pocus Please. to you guys, Joe? Oh, <laughs> Every year, pointing man. Pointing you out. Hocus Pocus is great. I saw it in the theaters. That is what? a every year I didn't year know that, Mike. Me. Yeah, yeah, I saw it in the, the single screen theater on our town square. It was also where I performed in Alice in Wonderland. That's a horror story. What? I didn't know that, Mike. <laughs> as a 12-year-old, I was a card. I got one line. I guess I couldn't cut it as uh, anything else. Dang. At least you had a line, but man. They That's, cut you. You know. I did have a line. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a great uh, single screen theater. Saw a lot of stuff there. If I can shout out uh, uh, Halloween episodes of TV, how about uh, a classic uh Treehouse of Horror, The Simpsons. Oh my God! Yeah. Right. All of them, yeah, all of them. Maybe up to a certain point. You know, Colin disagrees. <laughs> I was gonna I say, well, I only disagree because I just watched the one from this year that does parody Stranger yeah. Things called what? What was it? Stronger Thongs. <laughs> it's like wow, we're we're really not even trying to think here, guys. Or a really yeah, timely about, Omen parody. <laughs> yeah, when I talk oh, about geez. Simpsons, I'm normally talking about you know the the golden years, like you know the <laughs> '90s to early 2000s. Pre 2000. Five. Yeah. Uh, but there's some real classic, you know, Treehouse of Horror episodes that I really enjoy. That's Why where no Kang Halloween and Kodos were introduced. That's the question. Oh, that's a good one, oh, Mike. True. That is a good question. Just the uh, just the one with the Irish ghost. That's all we got. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Picard never episode. took data down to the holodeck and was like, humans used to do this thing called Halloween data. Yes. No, because Picard hated children. Oh, uh, that's true. <laughs> oh, is yeah. that true? 
Yeah, he's not a. He's ooh, 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 Speaking of, shout out to Wesley, guys. Here's the <laughs> biggest thing that we've done so far. We went over to a mini Halloween gathering at Joe's apartment, and uh, uh, the lovely couple put on a great time while we played Spooky Game. And I say the connection here because Love we played Betrayal games. at House on the Hill. Uh, and you're saying, well, what does that have to do with Star, Star Trek? Uh, we watched the tabletop beforehand, or at least I did, to get the rules refreshed, which is, of course, hosted by Will Wheaton himself. So I watched him oh. play Betrayal at House on the Hill. There you go. How was the spooky game? How's House on the Hill? It sucked. Oh, Let me get game. some hot takes here. Uh, I know you do, but <laughs> I, I'm leaning more towards Jacob, who clearly hates the game. And if you, if you readers of this podcast don't know, it's a survival-based game where you role play as people who enter a haunted house. And at the end, you do what's called a haunt, quote unquote, which is an individual mystery with sort of different horror elements. Uh, the one we did sucked. It was the Invisible Man. And Jacob, I'm leaning so close to you to be like, I'm done with this game forever. Well, this is the problem, right? Is the haunt, you don't get to choose it. It's random and not every haunt is amazing, you know? So it would almost be better if you could like pick the haunt because there's some probably that are good. And my other problem is that once you've played it a couple of times, you know, all the rooms, you know, all the items, you know, everything. So it's kind of like, you know, the novelty is gone, um, which, you know, any board game, maybe that's true. But this was I our first time like, using the expansion pack. The Widow's Walk, though, I will point out, did not add to it. Please keep going. Didn't add, yeah, yeah. Didn't <laughs> add much. Um, and I just feel like, you know, maybe once you've played it a couple of times, it almost loses its its replay value. And especially because I think the first like three times we played it, we got the same exact haunt every time. So we got like, was it the uh, mummy or something? It was um, the mummy. So, yeah. So maybe if we had better monster. haunts, yeah, maybe if we had better haunts, it would be more entertaining, but I kind of hate the game. Uh, so. The issue is, and before I let Joe defend it <laughs> wow. for a second, is that if we're all getting drunk and having fun and laughing, if at the end of the day, you like basically have to flip a coin and point to someone in your team and go, okay, go to another room. You don't get to play with yeah. us anymore. You're against us. It's like, well, that's not very fun. <laughs> I will say that time was probably the most fun that I've had playing the game ever. We but maybe that was only because we were just we were just having a good time and you know ha- having a few libations. So I mean, yeah, I think it's time. about having a good time. Colin, I do agree with you though. Like, I wish all of the haunts were the environment is the bad guy um, instead a of monster token. Yeah, mm. instead of one person being like all of a sudden like, oh, you're you're not on our team anymore. Or maybe like you split the party, but I don't know. When it's one person, it's like, yeah, they go to the other room and everyone else is like, all right, well, let's Joe, I, That's the correction. I love what you just said. It should measure how many people you're playing with. And if it's like, all right, you're, you're playing with the full six or seven or eight, like, okay, four versus four or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And the other problem is sometimes the rules feel so nebulous where it's like, Oh, well, you know, the haunt person has their own rules, but no one really knows what's going on. And then it's like, so like last time, you know, uh, Cassie was the haunt person. She came into a room and like killed me in one turn. I didn't know even know what was going on. And then like the next turn we killed her and the game was over. So it was very anticlimactic. Well, that's, that's the thing is like, it feels like such a fun game. You're having so much fun. Then the haunt happens and it's like, okay, it's going to be over in two turns. Yeah. And I always get all these like items and stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm have all these uses for it during the haunt. And then nope, nope. I'm dead in one turn. So Isn't that how Mike, it is with D&D too, though? Yes. Yeah. But Mike, do you have any experience with these sort of horror-based board games? Like, here's here's my next one. Like, are we going to find like Call of Cthulhu where I hear like good stuff about that? Have you, have you played anything like this? 
We played one called uh, Werewolf. Um, we also played like the old White Wolf, like Vampire the Masquerade style games, but they weren't really uh, board games. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a like party game. Call of Cthulhu is more of a pen and paper, like D&D type game. With yeah, I mean, I think... we really should just make uh, a, uh, you know, a Pathfinder D&D. sword and stone. Yeah, just a one-off where it's like, okay, we're playing Colin's Spooky Mystery tonight. <laughs> There's yeah, really good, those... like... Uh, I'm saying homebrew D&Ds that are horror. Like, people have taken, like, an idea like the witcher where like these monsters are real and you're like pretty low powered, almost like the Winchesters and you have to like mm. hunt them down and there's like real consequences to their cool. stalking the countryside. You can build all that out yourself if you want. Yep. Would but you guys ever have, have the confidence the to give into one of these Kickstarters? That's like the evil dead game, the ghostbusters game, the blah, blah, blah. I look at those with envy, but then I'm like, those will never come out. But sometimes yeah. they do and they're great. I don't know. I do think it would be super fun to play a horror D&D, though, like framed like less around like we're fighting dragons. Like it's fucking spooky. Oh, and go listen to our D&D episode. Everyone on this podcast loves it. You know what I would like to play is a maybe a different time period, like maybe more of a Bloodborne-esque like Victorian horror type of thing. Uh, with kind of the Cthulhu-ish monsters and stuff, that would be really cool. Not to, you know, bring up that... Bloodborne. <laughs> well, speaking of games, I kind of do want to talk a little bit of spooky games and then some other uh, Halloween stuff. So how about... Uh, I got to go clean off my boot anyway. I'll be right back. And we'll uh, talk some more spooky games and spooky Halloween. Spooky. All right, guys, I'm back. Uh, this time there was just a bunch of eggs thrown against my house, toilet paper. I don't know what's going on. Probably because I've been way. handing out pennies. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mike, I, you my fucking dentist. Handed out pennies but, and you know, toothbrushes. I got a couple extra, so I would like to give you a penny for your thoughts on uh, spooky video games. Uh, we were talking some board games, tabletop, but like, do you guys have uh, like a favorite spooky game? Do you enjoy spooky games? I'd like to kick it off, Colin. I got some thoughts real quick on that Dead by Daylight video game. I have not bought it mm. yet, and I here's the question, Joe. That. Well, look, we're both Switch Boys now. Switch Boy mental connection kicking in, because <laughs> as I'm sitting <laughs> okay. down being like, Joe has the online, I've got the online, we've got our Switches, why aren't I playing this game? It's October, let me take a look. I boot up the eShop, and what do I see? Still a full-priced game where the DLC is outrageously cost? No. Okay, so here's the thing. It is wildly That's expensive. Uh, there was a setup at um, New York Comic Con pretty close to our booth. Every time I was able to sneak away from our booth, which wasn't often, I would go and stand and watch people play this game as uh, Steve from Stranger Things because that was the DLC oh. that they were plugging. Whoa. Um, it is so addicting even just to watch. But I kind of have the fear I have with both spooky board game we just talked about and uh, my experiences with Friday the 13th is it's super slow and then it's over. You know what I mean? Like, Isn't it's it super exactly slow. like Jason game? It's it's pretty yeah. similar. It's a lot it's more, more for streamers than actually having fun playing it. Yeah, oh, I mean, it's just like you're gathering stuff up. I've never considered that. 
Um, I mean, like, it does look cool. It kind of looks like a cooler version of Apex Legends or Fortnite. Um, but the problem is those two games are free, and this is a hefty price point where you're paying for skins that I would absolutely want, like Ash from The Evil Dead. Like, come if on. If you purchased every available skin on the Switch, Joe, it's the exact same price as the game. Damn. Yeah, so you're looking at 120 bucks. Got to pay up for them skins. Well, and the skins come with different, like, stuff, too. Like, Steve's, like, a little faster. You're a little craftier. Ash, obviously, you have a boomstick. Like, they are characters. No, they're not just cosmetic. But it also means there's content locked behind a paywall. Unless you can unlock them naturally, which I don't know. I I don't know, but I don't think. Yeah. Um, AAA's got to make that money. So Dead by Daylight, though, I mean, I have seen it. It looks like the Jason game, but I like the variety of like uh, player cool types. Chansky was always pitching it, and I was uh, like, yeah. maybe. Here's the thing. I like that we've all heard about it. If there was a universe where it was cheap and the four of us could sit down and play a horror movie out, then yes, it would be the ideal video game of my life. And until then, Jacob, I, I guess that's why I do watch the streams. I have been suckered in. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wasn't one of the characters, it was like Stranger Things, like um, the girl. Yeah, Stranger Steve, that's Things. what he's saying, Joe Steve and Robin are both oh, playable. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, so that was what they were plugging at uh, NYCC, and they had people mm. like demoing that in their booth, so. That's cool. Awesome setup. Right. They really had that, that fucking DLC money to make a cool looking setup. Yeah. You know, we were talking about whales earlier. That's what they call the uh, highest spending... Uh, microtransaction users in this industry is whales. So right. uh, that paid for the booth. Um, let me go around and ask you guys. Uh, we'll start with Colin. Uh, what then do you think is your favorite spooky game that you have played? Mm, that is a good question. I guess I would throw it to, cause you know, I don't get scared by like in the episodes we talked about in evil dead, like the, uh, the fistful of boomstick or something. I'm never really getting scared. Scary game. Yeah, it's no, action. Dead you Rising know, it, is not a scary game. No, and what was the... Well, you say that. Uh, the the video game that we covered uh, for this this quarter of Spooktober was Castlevania. That's not a scary mm-hmm. game. But I, I guess I would say Dead Space. I mean, I, I played that by myself and was just like, oh, shit. Yeah, Dead Space, I was scared by that as well. Because it's yep. the jump scares, you know? Well, the atmosphere is good, too. It's like the the better version of Doom 3, which is when they made Doom really slow and you could only use a flashlight uh, or a gun, not at the same time. And it was like you're just in the station and there was demons. Like Dead Space is like the better execution of that. I like Dead Space a lot. Yeah. Jacob, do you have a favorite spooky game? Uh, Yeah. Well, you know, this is really going to surprise you guys, but I think my favorite spooky game is Bloodborne. I mean, oh, it's not super what? spooky or No, anything, Bloodborne legit does... scares me. The weird <laughs> the atmosphere of like getting hit out of nowhere PC. and killed and you're just so frustrated. Yeah, you're on edge the entire game. Yeah, and there's absolutely some very, very spooky moments in there. And then sometimes you're going up against a boss and you're just like, how the fuck am I going to kill this guy? And it's, it's very daunting, yeah. Um, and yeah, that's probably my favorite spooky game. Um, yeah. Even just the sound design, like you're not even fighting, but just existing in Yarnum, it's like really unsettling. The atmosphere in that game is probably the second best in the Souls series, and I'll tell you yeah. about mine later. And I, th- I like, you know, when you drop into the first level and you're going through the city of Yarnum, and you know, there's people behind their doors, and you can like talk to them, and they're like, "Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna die out there probably." See you and later, you just go in and you see the. <laughs> yeah, I'm not opening my door. 
and you just see these spooky guys walking around with pitchforks and stuff. And you're like, what the heck? And yeah, it really, the atmosphere really gets you. Yeah, it's, it's very, very well done. Uh, Miyazaki has said that that was his favorite game to work on. So there you go. Joe, favorite spooky game? Um, Resident Evil 2, maybe? Uh, hey. That's the one where you start in the police station, right? Yeah, you're Leon Kennedy and yeah. Claire and the Stars. police station. Stars. Yeah, that's uh, think- Nemesis. That's Resident Evil 3. Uh, I was, uh, you know, I was the right, right age for it, which is maybe a little too young for it. Um, I remember playing it in a dark room by myself. It was spooky. It was spooky. I was like watching Colin my said, older cousins it. play it because I was too scared to play it. Yeah. But just recently, they came out with the uh, the remake of it, and it is just excellent, and switch. it is yeah, also very that. spooky. So check that out uh, if you missed it. And if you love Resident Evil, we have an episode all about that. So catch up on the mythos and dive into the remakes. One of our most popular episodes, by the way. So definitely go check that out, Normies. It was uh, for last uh, Spooktober. Shocking, right? Um, if I could mention my favorite spooky game, it's actually a game called Condemned Criminal Origins. It was on the Xbox oh. 360. You play it's a police a officer. Of title. Yeah, you are tracking down a serial killer who kills serial killers. And there's a little bit of a supernatural element to it. And, uh, you know, so Dexter, basically sort of, but Dexter. it's, I will be the, the man supernatural who kills Dexter. <laughs> it's cool. It's very cool. And I, cool. I think it's really underrated. So I think people should check that out. Not the sequel, but the original is very good. Uh, it's a little man or kind of manhunting. It's first person. It's like a first person shooter, but there's like an investigation thing where you'll turn on your black light. Cause you're a police officer and they'll just be like, messages written in blood that you didn't see and then you're walking mm. through the spooky farmhouse trying and there's people sneaking up behind you the good sound design it's it's really well done so um last thing i want to mention is on the back of bloodborne i've been replaying demon souls lately and i you're think for my money it was Mike. <laughs> i think dropping down to the other i'm big braining because i think <laughs> for my money it has the best atmosphere out of any of the souls games it's better than Bloodborne, better than Dark Souls, any of those. There's a level where you're in this prison Latria. They have mind flayers as the wardens. And just the sound of prisoners like screaming for help and chains rattling and just you're so isolated. It is terrifying, man. And the game's from like, you know, 10, 12 years ago. It's super old, but it's so much more like intense and visceral than any other Souls game, even Bloodborne. So I just have wow. to shout out Demon Souls. There is some very spoopy stuff in there. Nice. Uh, it's interesting that I kind of like, uh, I like horror movies more than horror video games. And I, I kind of want your guys' opinion. Yeah. And is it because that disconnect of, well, I don't have to play the person. I'm not actively getting killed. I'm just watching people die. In the in the movie, you can say, look behind you, you idiot. In the game, right. you say, I should have you looked behind know. myself. <laughs> right. right. That's true. Uh, I want to shout out one other game real quick. It's the it's the best spooky game that was never made. I'm talking PT. You guys, you guys ever yeah. played that? I had uh, the demo. My cousin has the demo on his PS4 still. That's worth about a thousand dollars on eBay yeah, because they delisted it. Yeah, that yeah, was we're going to be Silent, Silent Hills. Hill, uh, yeah, Silent Hills, which was going to be made by Kojima and uh, Guillermo del Toro was like involved. It was going to be so good, and it's never going to get made. So there's a little update Konami, on that uh, though. 
we can do a little now history just real quick. Uh, have you oh, guys really? seen there was a data mine? Uh, recently, there was a, uh, a leak of, oh, we finally looked into how they did a scare in the video game where you go up to a mirror, you look away, mm-hmm. you look back, somebody's in the mirror. They found out that actually there's a character following behind the point of view of the camera the entire time. Whoa. So that's how they programmed it or that's yes. just like all because it's also spooky just to think you're being followed the whole time. Uh, you have no you're right. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a, a saying with like Korean ghosts. Right. And it's like if you ever feel like someone's watching you, they are. And when you look behind you, they they hide. Right. So like they're, they're always just there, but you can never see them because they're too that's, quick. That's a spooky. And then you just feel like you're being watched at all times. That's a very that's spooky. That's what King does, right? Yeah. Did you, you guys ever watch the, the uh, John Carpenter before Halloween made for TV movie called Someone's Watching Me that was a slasher? No. It sounds good, mm-hmm. though. Very influential on his later work. That's nice. such a crazy throwback, Colin. Well, that uh, PT, uh, really quick to wrap this up, PT uh, became the Death Stranding game, which is like not something, but he oh, moved wow. on to that project after, right. uh, after Konami actually, had him look at the flowers. Yeah, Uh-oh. but if you've actually played the, uh, played the, played PT, like it's actually very spooky and like, you know, you're in this hallway and there's this ghost following you. Can you imagine stuff. being there's Norman Reedus are- and you're like, I'm on Walking Dead <laughs> and now I'm going to star in Silent Hills. Oh, that game got scrapped and Kojima says I'm a baby delivery man in space now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Telling you, him, the, the baby is Kojima's creative freedom and he needs to protect it at all costs. That's why he left Konami. That's right. Norman Reedus is Kojima. You're big braining again, Mike. I know. My brain's getting too big. So maybe it's about time we wrap this thing up. Let's uh, jump out of the game before my brain explodes like a mind flayer feasting upon it and talk uh, kind of the wrap up final thoughts on Spooky Halloween. Spooky. We're back. I have uh, eaten all the mini Reese's uh, cups because they're my favorite. I have shared none of them. And uh, I'm getting kind of a stomachache. So let's go ahead and uh, wrap up the Spooktober right here. I want to ask you guys, I have two questions here. And I'm wondering which one to lead with. Maybe I'll start with a high note. And I want to ask you, what is your top underrated horror movie that you think doesn't get the uh, recognition it deserves? I want to start with Joe. Okay, so uh, it's more of a Halloween movie than a horror movie. Uh, okay. horror, horror action, horror comedy. If you're listening to these podcasts, you know that's kind of my style. You know, Evil Dead I love so much because we follow the hero's story. This falls into that vein. I'm talking about Frighteners. The Frighteners. You guys ever seen this one? Joe, you're a man oh, after my own heart. Yeah. Um, I, Frighteners I is the best movie I've ever made. It is the, it's the first movie by Peter Jackson on the state side of things. It's produced by Robert Zemeckis. Right there, that creative team tells you everything you need to know. And who but stars? But it stars Michael, Michael J. J. Fox. Uh, I Frank love Bannister. this fucking movie. I love this movie so much. It's a cool uh, supernatural whodunit, but also slasher, but also ghost uh, it's kind of got Ghostbuster vibes Ghostbusters, to it. Yeah. Kind of got Dead Alive vibes to it. Um, I fucking love that movie, man. I think about it all the time. I have a ripped version of it that literally skips in the middle because I've watched it so many times. Ah, 
That is amazing. You got Jake Busey in there. Um, I have the DVD that has an embossed cover where it looks like the face of the ghost coming out of the DVD case as he comes out of the wall. I I love um, the Frighteners. My my brother was working at a movie theater at the time that it came out, and I have a pin that is the poster, um, and it is on the refrigerator in my kitchen. I am so glad you said that because that is my answer, and I didn't even know that it was until you said it. (laughs) I adore that movie. It's a great Uh, pitch. Jacob, most yeah, underrated horror movie. Um, so I didn't think about this. Like I didn't have that much time to think about this, but I do want. I do have a good answer. I think maybe. Um, I want to shout out. We already talked about this director a little earlier. I'm talking about Mike Flanagan, and I'm talking about the movie Hush, uh, 2016 Ooh. movie. Um, I've been thinking a, about watching this one. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen recently, it yet. Um, yeah, it's really good actually. It's so basically the main character is a deaf lady who is in this cabin alone and she's, uh, you know, she's, um, she's out, you know, in the middle of the woods and this basically she witnesses a murder, right? So a psycho killer guy kills Mm -hmm. someone outside of her house. She sees it. And then this guy sees her, see it. And then it's, it's a matter, it's kind of a, a, you know, home invasion type of movie, but the whole thing is that she's deaf. So that adds a really interesting angle to it. Um, yeah. And it's a really good movie. Um, I like it a lot. So, uh, yeah. It stars okay. his been, wife. Let's talk about, uh, can we talk about Mike yeah, Flanagan's batting average real quick? House you on know, the Haunted Hill. House, well. is, house on the, so House on the Haunted Hill. Hush. Oculus. Um, uh, Gerald's Game again. I don't know if you guys saw that, and then mm-hmm. this this upcoming film, uh, Doctor Sleep. I mean, that how could we doubt Doctor Sleep, Jacob? That's true. I mean, I really do like um, Haunted House on the Hill a lot. Like, I thought that show was so good. I think it's the best thing um, Netflix has made outside of Castlevania. Yeah, Did you see, it's got a um, a director's cut that's coming to Blu-ray only. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was so like. You know, the real ghosts are, you know, the depression that lives inside of us all. <laughs> oh, no. Damn. That's a, so that's part of a, a series I'll do one time called Hear No Evil, See No Evil, Speak No Evil, right? You got yeah, yeah. Bird mm-hmm. Box. Quiet Place. Um, quiet Place. Oh, Joe, and I Hush. love this. Yeah. Well, this Hush is, is the kinda, greatest DVD box yeah. set. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's another Blumhouse picture. So, you know, sometimes sometimes they have misses, but when they hit, you know, they're pretty good. So definitely I'll take that recommendation because we've been looking for one. And that's one I've seen a bunch on Netflix, haven't watched. So going to have yeah, to check it yeah, out. I, uh, yeah, I caught it with Cole, my uh, my roommate and his girlfriend, and we all loved it. So, yeah, check so it out. Frighteners and Hush so far. Excellent. Good recommendations, guys. Colin, underrated horror movie. You seem uh, to be kind of one of the experts. Look, guys, for for mine, we have to do a little bit of time traveling, and I apologize that my long-winded rants do make this podcast much longer. Readers, again, apologies to you as well. Um, We got to go back to the 90s, guys. So in this period, you get flicks like Disturbing Behavior. Uh, You get flicks like I Know What You Did Last Summer. You get uh, get some interesting things like Urban Legend. You get an entire slasher franchise that I'm purposely leaving out because I might talk about it as my overrated uh, horror film of all time. But uh, you get my personal favorite of the 90s. Yes, we will. My personal favorite of the 90s, a little flick with Devin Sawa called Idle Hands. Dude, I fucking love Idle Hands with uh, Seth Green, too. Oh, man. Hell yes. What a great fucking call. And yeah. the guy from uh, Mighty Duck. 
Oh, another horror comedy. And again, Devin Sawa was the lead of his own horror franchise. He, of course, did uh, what's what's the one where people just die randomly? Final Destination. Oh, Final yeah. Destination. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Mike. That um, uh, that was close to the top of my list, by the way. But it's not. Oh, come on. No, it's close. I love them. Because to me, you need the weirdness of the 90s. You need the sort of like ska influence on film where it's like, guys are ugly and wear flannel now, but Jessica Alba's always going to be hot. (laughs) Joe's apartment kind of. uh, Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's excellent. Um, I guess if I could throw mine out there, mine is kind of going back to that era too, but it's a a creature feature. It's uh, Pumpkinhead. Any of you guys Ooh, seen this movie? Pumpkin I just watched Pumpkinhead, Mike. That's a classic. I love me some Pumpkinhead. I don't think he's one of the most underrated. I think film creatures. I, yeah, I, he I doesn't. Like he doesn't rank up there for some reason. He only had like two movies, and like the second one's not that good. But the first one, man, the fact that you got to like bury your kid and sacrifice your soul to Ooh. get him to come up to revenge for you. It's such the incredible cool Lance Henriksen from the Aliens franchise. But real quick, sorry to interject, Mike, but I just had the best Go. reboot franchise of all time. Uh, it's the great Pumpkinhead, Charlie Brown. Okay, bye guys. See you oh, later. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I am all in. Um, all right, so what do we got? We got the Frighteners. We got Hush. We got Colin Idle Hands, Idle baby. Hands. Idle Hands, and then Pumpkinhead. I think that's I like a pretty all good those guys because right you don't hear those anybody talk movies. about those. Joe Frighteners is hipster enough that nobody puts it on their best of list, right? Like Hush is, is modern me, right? and interesting. They, yes, that is mm-hmm. crazy. And Pumpkinhead, an underrated monster thriller out of like Classic. all the other monsters. Come on. And Idle Hands is another comedy horror. You know, it's oh, great. That's that's like such a fun like. If you're throwing a Halloween party and you don't want to throw Scream on in the background for the ninth millionth time, put on Idle Hands. Yeah, absolutely. And it must be said for Frighteners real quick, and then we'll go to the uh, overrated. Uh, That's when they first bought their computers for Weta Digital. So what they were using the CG, that's... That was the foundation the of the house that would make Lord of the Rings. So, yeah. and hey, also listen the to my so Kiwi either New it's a blessing Zealand or a accent. curse. I think one day we're going to use these computers to make a bunch of elves, I do. Uh, Lord of the, the Rings. The, the, the dudes at Weta, too, to. like... What's, what's cool about Weta in particular is all of the uh, people who make the props for the movies, they design the creatures, all of that kind of shit. They also make the collectibles and the toys. Uh, Absolutely. Like Weta Workshop is is a awesome company. Those New Zealands sure totally. know how to do it right. I would love to take a tour of that place. My God. All right. Next up. Most overrated horror movie or franchise. So, same order. I want to Col- hit. Colin, yeah. I know you weren't about to say... What you're about to say. Uh, sorry, Mike. We do have to break order here because my yeah, I just mentioned. Let's break rank. I got to know what's controversial. Scream. Scream is the most oh, overrated no. horror franchise of all time. Over, overrated. He said movie and you jumped to franchise. We must be civil. Oh, no, okay. Well, I'll just go back and say just the film. Tell me why, Jacob. Tell me why Scream all, is so good. All Okay. Scream one through four are all great. And it's one of the few franchises the where every... Every installment in the franchise is a good movie. Three is maybe the worst one, but I still like it. And Scream One, are you kidding me? That's a classic. It's I, a meta I, narrative of the you know slasher genre. It's great. It was doing meta before meta got like overdone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
I think at least the first film deserves that. I don't know, guys. The Bones, you're talking The Bones. We're talking the influence here. You're saying meta, blah, 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 before it's been done. It's Wes Craven. Wes Craven, of course, did New Nightmare, the weirdest, most meta nightmare on Elm Street film of all time. But did you know they originally went out to John Carpenter? And he said no, because it's just a pastiche on all my shit. Yeah, but all your shit is like ingrained in culture, and here's the effect it has on culture. Yeah. I'm shocked, man. I'm shocked. Kevin Williamson script, Wes Craven. I mean, uh, you got Kevin Williamson just Kevin riffing Williamson. on his own stuff. He's the guy who wrote I Know What You Did Last Summer. Right. And again, you guys are like, yeah, that's what Scream. we like about it. Now, I just see I would it as rather a watch huge Scream than, fuck than you I Know What 90s. You Did Last Summer. Wow. Oh, Scream is better topic. than. I would rather watch Scary Movie and the worst parody knockoff Shriek I Know What You Did Last Friday the 13th starring Tom Arnold <laughs> than a Scream any day of the week, guys. <laughs> I, that's a triple feature I'll be there for. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, 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 watched, uh, I watched Scream this season. I mean, that's that's always a... a it holds up, Joe. Every year one for me, too. Even oh, 100%, Scream man. Scream 4. Scream 4 um, is amazing. The, the fact that, like, you're, you're disregarding the opening of that movie that is an absolute masterpiece beyond, I would say, next to Jurassic Park not showing the dinosaurs in the trailers ever... Having Drew Barrymore in that opening and then killing her and having her on the top of the posters is maybe the boldest, coolest thing anyone's that done is cool. since. I, true, like true. that's, I mean, come on, man! Like that is ground. That's up where with like season one of Game of Thrones killing off Sean Bean, you know? Yeah, and I mean that was her idea. She was like, you know, what would make this? What if I just died in the beginning? What if I was that first victim? Like, how fucking cool! Yeah. yeah, she doesn't need to be Sydney. Like that was, I don't know, man. I to me that is like and Mike. Do you like this? Thank franchise? you for that. I like the first movie especially, um, and then the second, third, and fourth. They're all good and trying to deconstruct, but they are kind of the same beats. Oh, I would well, take I them say, over Halloween Five or you know, yeah, they're probably better there. sequels than down. any of the Nightmare on Elm Street. I want to say that Scream Four, like I like Scream One. I like Scream 2 a lot too, but Scream 4 is actually really good. And it's almost, it's like a meta of like, it's a meta story about Scream. So it's like meta of the first Scream. Like if the first movie is talking about the genre, the fourth film is talking about its own franchise. Yeah. It's post, yeah. postmodernism, which is yeah, it's great. Uh, it's just, it just guys, goes, you know, in that to whole talk about hole. what I don't like about it. Don't you think it ruined the future for everything else that you cannot have serious horror films anymore because this thing came along and said, well, no, this is the joke of it. And it's all that it's remembered for. It's all the 90s and that sort of genre are remembered for is scream. I don't know. I think that's a lazy answer because you can still have serious good horror. We've we've had some standouts. You just have to be better than the formula. You have to reinvent the formula. My final note on this is I believe Scream and Ghostface is the last great horror icon that has been invented and introduced to the culture. The, ever since Ghostface, I don't think there's any character with staying potential. Uh, not the Babadook. Hold on. Not yeah, the you're Conjuring. Mike, Mike Midsummer <laughs> 5, Midsummer 3D. You're not excited for that? <laughs> no, but I don't want to stay here all day. Babadook is an LGBT but, icon, okay? Yeah, but... Um, <laughs> not Pennywise, though. I'm fine, but I'm just saying, not as iconic as Ghostface. Um, shout out to the Wu Tang Clan, uh, Slender Man. Not the even. Bye bye so, man. Right, this is a hot take, guys. Uh, we got to keep moving though. But I think uh, let right. us know your thoughts, Normies. Is Scream overrated or is it rated, Colin? That's a very hot take. Let's go that's reverse the order then. Take. Jacob, I'm like I'm mad, uh, but it's I all right. I can't believe it. Still I love you, buddy. 
Jacob. Um, Overrated. Okay, it's go. all anybody talks about. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> you're loud. You're loud. I, you know, I understand where you're coming from, but I'm going to have to go with another uh, big horror franchise a little later. Um, I'm talking about Paranormal Activity. Uh, yeah. All of them. They all okay. suck. They're all terrible. They're I'm on garbage. board. 100% on board, oh, Jacob. That's an arrow in our hearts, Joe. I know you guys like yep. him, Colin and Joe. I knew this would be controversial, but No, sorry. I mean, I think it uh, it outlived its goodness. Um, yeah, but like even the first one, I didn't like the first one. It's it's too. That's because you're a little scaredy cat. <laughs> I think the first I didn't one's think it okay. was that scary. I think Blair Witch Project is way better. And in, in I like, don't know. Paranormal I think I, didn't I hear you say that they should build a wall around the Spanish one though? <laughs> yeah, he did say that. I yeah, heard him yeah. say that. Look at his haircut. A direct That's quote. That's best demons. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but, uh, and I haven't even seen all of them, but I mean, the first two aren't even good. So I don't know how any sequels could be good. Uh, I say the first three are great. And then the fourth one's terrible. And then the Spanish spinoffs. Great. It is. All right. I don't know. The, the Blair Witch sequel, I think was better than any of the paranormal movies that I've seen. Jacob, real Ooh, quick though. And I'm sorry to keep hijacking this here. Wouldn't you say <laughs> your hate and misdirection is exactly like mine? Because don't you think you just got <laughs> fed up with the genre of found footage and that you're targeting what started it? Maybe, but I don't even think the first paranormal activity is like a good movie. Blair Witch started that. Trend, yeah. Blair Witch started I it. know, but the craze of the times, you know, a scream isn't the first comedy, you know, meta horror film either, but it was like, well, this is all we're doing now. And after paranormal activity success, everybody was like, well, like, yeah, we can make this for 10 bucks again and, you know, get well, a million yeah. out of it. What were the metrics? I, I, it was allegedly like $30,000 to make it. They yeah. put a little bit more for post-production and marketing, but it ended up making like $70 million. Yeah, I think it was the biggest profit since Blair Witch, actually. Steven and Spielberg watched it alone in his house and immediately financed it. There you go. That's all it takes. You just got to get Spielberg to watch your movie in his home and like it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no doubt it's it was popular in its time. I just think it's overrated. Fair. Okay. Okay. Mike. Fair. Oh, wow. Jumping to me. Um, I was going to go to you. I think oh, overrated. Oh, you can go to me if you want. I got one. Please. I, I got a little off. The scream thing really spooks me. <laughs> okay. Joe, uh, if you got one ready, then I'll be prepared by the you're finished. The witch. Um, the Vavitch? modern one. Yeah, oh, the I have to disagree with that. Everyone's, Friend of the show, X Kaita, just said he loved it. Everyone loved it. I love it. And Kulchansky so hates us, that Joe. movie, and he's like a horror enthusiast. Um, yeah, let I, Joe tell us why you hate his it, hate. I, I think that movie is like watching a boring community play version of The Crucible. Absolutely nothing happens. It's not even written. It's just taken. Uh, none of the performances scared? are stand out at all. I think in terms of slow burn horror movies, there's stuff like House of the Devil, Hereditary, The Babadook that are all a million times better because at least something actually happens. I hate The Vidge. I would wow. actually put it on the same level as like a Hereditary. Like I, I really like The Witch. I mean, The Vidge. I, I just like... The, like nothing happens in that movie the entire time, nothing scary you know, like happens. The goat, little goat guy, little no, black, I, black Jared, like, whatever. Uh, black does Jared, that black Jared's in like, prison. <laughs> there's there's so many movies that do exactly what that tried to do better with better performances. I mean, I was so excited to watch that movie because it was so hyped up, and then I was like, wow, that was a total piece of shit. Mm, I'm kind of have maybe a similar entry. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe it was people's, you know, 
hype for it. But yeah, I, hate that I like that you That's had mine. a cool modern take, like Jacob's modern hush take. Like I like that you have feelings mm. about a modern movie. So so let me hear from you, Mike. Well, what are you thinking here? I'm sort of in the same vein here. I say uh, it follows. Get fucked, man. That movie is terrible. <laughs> really? Whoa. It follows is better than the bitch. I hate it follows. I think it's just bad, slow. I don't like the performances. I mean, I get that it's about an STD, sexually transmitted demon. It's not that smart. Like it's not. It's, it's yeah. not, but I I like it the has first... a decent soundtrack. Done. Yeah. It has a decent soundtrack and decent cinematography. Yeah. But like everyone was saying, oh, like, oh it's this revolutionary, like new format for horror. It's not. No, no, I just it's, think it's a know. it's a nostalgia based indie that that got a lot of hype. Um, I do think I like the first two thirds of it. I think the third act is bad. Um, so I have to I'll agree with you there. But overall, mm. I did like the aesthetic and I liked the music. So, OK, yeah. well, otherwise, Mike, when you were saying that the there's Saw series for having two good movies. Ooh, Mike, when you were saying there's no modern horror monsters, I was going to throw out the it follows, but I'm glad I didn't now. Interesting. I don't think it holds up like not like ghost. I don't think there could ever be a sequel. No, you're right. But maybe with LGBTQ icon, the Babadook. Reboot Pumpkinhead and Charlie Brown. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) The thing with it follows is that's not there's no identifiable monster because it keeps changing people. Um, but I think it's a scary concept if it's like, it's always coming closer to you. So you just have to always stay ahead of it. I think it's that's an unstoppable an force. Yeah. I, you know, I, I get that a little existential. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, last thing guys, what's the scariest thing that happened to you guys this month before we get out of here? Colin. Uh, just depression. I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, just, <laughs> okay, uh, I don't know. Enough. This is, this is a hard October guys or spooktober. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that anything outright happened to me. Um, again, we, we haven't hit Halloween yet. I'm hoping we can do a maze or something. I'm, I'm hoping we can just, even if it's like a local, like, did you guys hear the sanitarium up the street, like broke town and like the crazies are on the loose? I'll be like, all right, let's drive up there. Free admission. Let's go. <laughs> Jacob, anything spooky happen to you this month? Um, no, I'll just, I'll just agree with Colin, uh, depression. <laughs> okay. Wow. We're, we're really going in. We're there. Yo, right? Anything spooky? Anything spooky? Um, no, I don't think anything really that spooky has happened so far. But, you know, I'm going to be alone on Halloween, so we'll see. Oh, geez. Watch uh, some Paranormal. Yeah. Uh, the spookiest thing that happened to me, I've been saving this for like two weeks trying to make this joke. Scariest thing that happened to me was Patrick Mahomes dislocated his knee, <laughs> potentially ending my oh fantasy my football God. season. Oh, that's <laughs> all, all lead up to that. Wow. The whole episode was leading up to that. Thank you all. That was the trick of this trick or treat. Mike, what if I said so so, what if I, said I got way. mugged? <laughs> <laughs> if we're putting uh, it that way my scariest thing is half my freaking team getting injured last last two weeks but oh, yeah, rent yeah, was know. due but i'm bumped yeah anyway. uh, this is horror based because you guys are all cursed and i'm gonna win this league this year so ha 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 witches cackle oh man <laughs> it follows you're gonna get the injury bug next i high five you how dare you how it. dare you mike <laughs> All right. Hey, you know, guys, thanks for jumping on this. Uh, it's f- always fun talking spooky Halloween. I really appreciate it. Normies, thank you for listening, viewing, reading, whatever you do. Yeah, let us know. Hit us with some spooky so well. recommendations. Hit us with what you guys did for Halloween. If you liked our recommendations, let us know, too. Uh, 
Yeah, if I could hit a quick uh, personal plug real quick. This is also Halloween related. Oh, yeah. Um, I recently shot a music video for a friend of the show, friend of the pod, ex Uh He's a rapper, if you didn't know. And uh, that is dropping on Halloween on YouTube. Oh, that's so, right. Hell yeah. Um, check that out. The yeah, it's a, it's a spooky, uh, little spooky song for you. Um, and it should be really good. So check that out on YouTube. At the yeah, God Squad, T-H-A God Squad, right? The God Squad. Yeah, just search the God Squad T H A the, um, and it should come up. And you can watch their other music videos too. We'll They're throw really the YouTube fun. link down in the show notes as well. Yeah, that's a very good plug. Cool. That's it for me, normies. I got eggs on my house. I got poop on my boot, and I got toilet paper in the trees outside. And I'm just dwindling on my penny supplies. So this is very like- good. <laughs> what? Sorry, you're acting like that's crazy. I gotta, I gotta say it here, Jacob. You got bit by a zombie halfway through this. Joe, you've been drinking blood this entire time. I'm, I'm changing. Like, all of my yeah, organs just, are falling out. Me, man. That's just that's, a depression. Yeah. It might be. <laughs> Normies, thanks for listening. Have a great Halloween. I've been your host, one of the four, the four horsemen of the Spooktoberfest, Mike. Spooky Joe. John. And this is Spooky Jacob. Don't look under the bed. Don't look behind you. Someone might be watching. Stay Happy safe, Normies. Be Halloween. Spooktacular. Spooktober. Oh, hell yeah. This is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around. Hello there. I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I'm pleased to announce that normies like us will be doing a special Star Wars extravaganza by order of the Council. You will listen, and you will enjoy, starting next week with The Phantom Menace, me, and my master Qui-Gon Jinn face off against the terrible Darth Maul and young Annie pod racing in the desert. Ah, memories. <laughs>